Connecting Indigenous musicians and artists to the world. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars with your host, Rhonda Head. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, today is my 82nd guest since I first started Indigenous Superstars back in April. So I'm really excited about that. I'm just going to turn this fan lawyer. So I, uh, before I get on to the show, I just want to acknowledge everyone wearing um, orange shirts today. It's uh, Every Child Matters today after the devastating news that we heard this past week about the 250 babies that were found buried at, at a residential school site and church site in, in BC. And um, it's unfortunate that, that this had to happen. You know, it, it brought me to my knees and I've been crying off and on. It's really devastating news that uh, for for all of us, especially for or for Indigenous people whose who our parents attended residential school and and for us intergenerational, it, it triggered all of us, but it also triggered the rest of Canada and and, and it just kind of like woke jarred them, I guess, to to um, make them understand. Um, you know, our our parents have been talking about this for years and years, and and uh, this one story that that was. That, that was announced on a on, um, couple of days ago about the children. It just uh, kind of dug a knife into everyone's um, back to like make them aware of this this issue really happened to our our people. And it's really unfortunate that that uh, it took this this story to make to make a huge impact on the rest of Canada to realize that what, what our people went through. And, and I'm sure there's the, there's lots of children buried in, in many residential schools across Canada and churches where the, where the children were forcibly taken away from home and from their families. And, and so a lot of them didn't come home. And, and you know, it brought back memories of my mom who when she always talked about her, her horrible experience in residential school. So I want to give thanks to everyone honoring the, the children that never made it home and, and and to bring about awareness that every child really does matter. So I want to give you a big hi hi. And, and uh, uh, moving on um, or going on to the other news that I want to talk about, uh, tomorrow is World Pride Day and, and I'm hosting a, a show with, with uh, three other beautiful with four other beautiful women from right across Canada. It's called the night of the divas. And, uh, um, we're hosting a show tomorrow night on indigenous superstars. So I hope you, you were able to join us tomorrow in, and in, in uh, conjunction with world pride day. Also on Wednesday, we're hosting the live music fundraiser. We're all, we, where I was hosting, um, a talent show for the past couple of weeks and three of the contestants are moving on to the finals finale, which is going to be happening on Wednesday night. And uh, all the youth that participated, and they all have, they all sang beautifully. So it's going to be a tough competition. So they all have a chance to win, or or you know they're all going to compete for a chance to win a thousand dollars. And and uh, it's this event is being put on by Clear Sky Connections, ICT Youth, and uh, Initiative and indigenous superstars so i hope you'll be able to join in and and get to listen to the incredible talent uh, uh incredible talented youth from manitoba 
And my last announcement is uh, is what I've been pushing this for the past couple of weeks. It's an evening of celebration as the inaugural Indigenous Superstars Music Awards 2021 features 26 categories and the chance to take home top honor of the year. This awards ceremony will increase awareness of a songwriter's craft and gain recognition online and through promotion. The show will be streamed live on Indigenous Superstars and Frog Radio with an announcement coming soon on the date of our awards celebration. To register your songs or single, they must have been released and distributed on Spotify between January 1st, 2019 and July 31st, 2021 at midnight. Entries for submissions are already underway. For all the details and to see the list of 26 categories plus hear artist song entries, please visit our website at indigenoussuperstars.com. So there you go, folks. If you have a, if you recorded Indigenous musicians, if you recorded a, a song with before after 2019 January, you're you're eligible to enter the song for an award. So hope you hope to see your submissions coming in, as there uh, I've already gotten a few musicians uh, uh, musicians submitting. So uh, let's keep them coming in, and it's going to be an awesome award show when when uh, it's time to. To give out the awards. The other thing I wanted to share is that is that I just got an email today from Buzzsprout regarding my podcast of all the interviews that I did, and and uh, today I got I got word that uh, oh the my podcasts have been downloaded 750 times, so that's really really awesome. I have a website um, under Buzzsprout. I'll I'll post it on on my um, group page later, so you can go check out the past the past uh, interviews of all the amazing musicians that I interviewed. So uh, right at this time, I'm going to read the bio of my next awesome guest, and her name is Donetta Large. Donetta is a Cree singer-songwriter that can lift the hair on the back of your neck when you experience her singing and feel the story in her songs. Immersed in Métis country and gospel music, Donetta began singing at a young age, at important life events like weddings and funerals. Donetta learned early that music could help with healing. Donetta started to add blues, rocks, traditional and contemporary music to her, indigenous music to her genres. Performing solo and in groups, Donetta has sang in indigenous women's a cappella and drum groups for special events like in the Indigenous and Black Choir for a Johnny Reed CCMA performance, an Indigenous quintet performance at Carnegie Hall, and on intimate stages like for an Edmonton tribute to the hip Downey Winjack fundraiser. Most recently, in May 2021, Danetta created and produced the music for a University of Alberta educational video called Territorial Acknowledgements, going beyond this the script please welcome my awesome guest Danetta large hey Danetta I, I like how you're saying my name Rhonda it's so am I saying it right <laughs> you know it's 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 uh creative I like it it's Donita it's really close though oh, okay. like but Danetta right. that, that's cool too <laughs> Danita okay yeah all good all awesome good. But I'm happy. I'm really happy you're you're uh, 
joining. You're you're my 82nd guest today. And and uh, normally I ask a few questions before we get into our first song, but but this time I'm gonna I'm gonna do it differently because mm-hmm. like, we acknowledged we acknowledged the um, the 215 children that were that didn't get to go home and, and uh you you requested you you asked if you could sing a, an honor song so can you start off with singing your honor song absolutely um i'll just talk a little bit about this song and where it came from and um and talk about why i chose to sing to sing it today um you know it to me it's just fitting that I got asked to sing on this date. You know, we didn't know all of everything that was going to happen that would culminate in this day. And um, it's been an emotional day, as Rhonda was talking about. You know, there's a lot of feeling um, that I think many Indigenous people are feeling. um, And, you know, I think, I mean, Canadians as a whole are feeling the loss of 215 children. And I think um, the awareness that you know, these are children that never made it home has really hit um, our communities. And I know it, it hit, you know, people at my work today. And it was so good to see the people in my school wearing orange and uh, and honoring those lives and the families. Um, you know, as Indigenous people who've had family members who've gone to residential school, um, you know, my I've had lots of family members who've gone to residential school, including my father. And you know, we we can't imagine um, what it'd be like to, you know, have someone who didn't make it home. I was talking to my dad actually tonight and, um, he, you know, we were talking about a sibling that I had found on record um, that he didn't, you know, he didn't get to get to know because um, we just have record of them and we don't know what happened to them or where they're buried. And, you know, so I think as Indigenous people, we knew that the mass graves exist across Canada when it comes to residential schools. Um, but I think to to be, to, for what had happened, um, for the bodies to be found, it just makes it all that more real and brings up that communal sorrow that we feel and, you know, that support we want to give to those families. And for survivors, I think it just brings up, you know, it reminds them of, of that past. And, you know, and uh, having worked with many survivors, um, helping them with residential school claims, um, just how painful those stories are when they have to to be um, thinking about those things. And so this song I wrote actually a few years back now, um, and it, when it came to me, it just seemed like um, then I knew I was going to be singing it for things like this, and it was to be honoring um, uh, people in different ways. And so this song is called Ancestors in My Bones. And so I just want to take this opportunity to sing it for uh, the families and for the survivors of the students that were found. I feel the ancestors in my bones. They're calling me to protect my home. These teachings are all that we have known. We must 
the children before they are grown. I feel the ancestors in my they're calling me to protect my own. Mother Earth is crying for us to atone. Can I do this alone? I feel the ancestors in my bones. They're calling me to protect my own. Our ability to heal is what we should hold. Because the path of destruction is what we have shown. Do you feel the ancestors in your bones? Are they calling you to protect your home? No land society for you into doubting Thank you so much for sharing that. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. Oh, I had to take a breath after that. <laughs> right? Those, those cleansing, healing breaths that we need, you know, when we're, when we're emotional. Oh, it's hard to get air. And uh, 
and hard to sing. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But thank you for for sharing that. It's a beautiful, beautiful tribute and a beautiful, beautiful song. Thank you so much. You felt it. So, so um, I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. Um, so, how did you get into how did you get into into singing and into music? Um, well, I was born into a family of music, and so um, it was really easy to have music around me all the time. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, I grew up with is like a lot of fiddle players, a lot of uncles playing fiddle and does guitar, and a lot of family members singing, and um, you know, we sang. Um, country, we sang gospel in church, we sang, you know, just kind of like all the time. And, um, you know, I remember just, you know, like my cookum was always like, come on, sing, you know, like you'd be told and you're like, okay, I'm going to sing. And, and you just did. And um, as I got older, I think, you know, I think as, as many kids do, they go through a, a time where, you know, confidence is in hundred percent. And I think um, there was a time I was like, you know, am I going to sing? Am I a singer? I don't know. And um, and then with school, I started singing more again. I started singing, you know, at concerts in school. And then I started to get asked to sing for a lot of events, um, community events, um, you know, for people's weddings and, and, you know, and then of course in our communities, we have, um, long, like we have wakes and uh, in some communities we can have up to four days of wakes and usually that's a lot of singing. And so, um, you know, to go support the families, um, in their terms of grief. And so there was just kind of like waves of different times and places that uh, singing would come in. And, um, but I don't really think I started getting serious um, about singing until I became an adult. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, we met a few years ago with, your, with uh, David Strickland and that was a really great residency when we were there and, and you were his, his, uh, um, you were there helping him and uh, teaching us as well. And, you know, I left that, that, uh, residency with so much knowledge and, and, uh, uh, so much more than when I, when I went in there, it was so, uh, like it was such a big eye opener and I'm so glad I went and I got to meet you and I got to first time I got to hear you sing and your, your voice is so, your voice is so powerful and it just blew me away when I first heard you sing. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I remember like um, every time going to Banff and just so grateful for that whole experience and that, that program. Um, it was a voice intensive um, that was created by Sandra Laurent at the Banff Art Center. And, and I got to go at the very beginning as a participant, like how you, how you were there and experienced it from that, that wave. And, um, and when they invited me back um, to get mentored um, as a associate vocal coach, it was like, what you want me to go to what okay sure like it was just so like humbling to um, be asked to do something like that and to be able to work with um, such dynamic voice coaches um, Mika Barnes was the first and then with David Smuckler and and learning um, what I found with David was just like how he taught us about breath and you know being in our body um, that was just so like, it was mind blowing for me too to work alongside him and, um, and learn those techniques. And it's, you know, it's, it's not only affected my singing, it's affected like my whole practice working with people too, is just how important um, getting grounded is and, um, 
and, and that breath work. So yeah, I, I totally remember all of that so fondly. And remember you singing um, the Cree opera style. I was like, wow, that's cool. Like I just was really excited about hearing Cree and opera and, and the work that you were doing. And, and of course, I love watching you and, and seeing you in your beautiful shoes and all that stuff. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good job. <laughs> I know COVID has kind of taken out the high heels for a bit, but I'm yeah. Still all I could do is just show them off and that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so upon reading your your bio it's uh i read that uh you performed at carnegie hall can you tell us about that experience yeah absolutely um so it was really early i was um i think i was like 21 years old so like you know so that was half a lifetime ago um and um at the time it was a indigenous women's acapella group um so one of i was one of the founding members of the group SNE. And um, at the very beginning, there was five of us. Um, and, um, you know, it was just at that time, like to come together and be able to sing a cappella and harmonies and sing Cree and use rattles and use drums. And um, it was a beautiful experience to come together as women and make those, create those sounds together. And um, there was a Canadian uh, choral celebration that was happening at Carnegie. and. Um, and we submitted and were accepted. And so we got to go down to New York and go uh, practice with the different uh, choirs. We got to sing like uh, full songs with all the choirs. There was like the, remember the uh, the Winnipeg group was there. Um, there was just like these amazing, huge choirs that we got to sing with. And then it was our time, you know, to go on to the stage. And it, I mean, Carnegie's amazing. Like the acoustics in, in that space are just, there's nothing like it. And to walk it on that stage and just, you know, these five little Mayhew women walking out in our moccasins was just like the coolest experience uh, to be able to sing on that stage. That's awesome. Yeah. I got, I got to sing in Carnegie Hall too, but I went with the Funplan Choir. Nice. So, and, and we were supposed to go again in April or this this year or last year, but that, that got postponed because of COVID. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping to go maybe next year. Hopefully, well, yes. we'll be able to attend there again. And yeah, Carnegie Hall is sure a one beautiful venue, and the acoustics are amazing. And and yeah, I wanted you to share your experience because because uh, I had my own experience there too, and it's it's just so incredible. <laughs> And and just being in New York City, it's it's so much fun and it, it adds to the experience too, right? Oh, it's yeah, it's definitely a memory of a lifetime, right? Like it's just it's so hard to describe. Like it just it's almost surreal. Um, I think when you when you're on a stage like that, like, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had times where I'll get the random dream where I, you know, I'm dreaming I'm singing on a big stage or something like that. And Carnegie's like that, like it's just it's like a dream. Like when you're standing on that stage, yeah, it's totally, and it's so beautiful too. It's it just is. like it's it is like a dream, and and uh, I think it's every musician's dream to sing at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> yeah, and we fulfilled it. We did it. We did it. It's so cool. <laughs> so so uh, you recently collaborated with with Cindy Paul, and she's such a great musician uh, overall. She's a great songwriter and uh, and and uh, composer and 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 uh so how did you um uh end up 
collaborating with Cindy Hall. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, for sure. So um, the reason um, I just got a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> um, so Cindy and I um, actually met through Cheryl Suopagan and Debbie Cool because um, we all started talking about creating a new women's group. Um, and it's called Nipsey, which means willow. And um, we, you know, we were getting together and then the pandemic happened. And so the, I mean, the bonus out of all of that is that I got to meet Cindy before everything happened. And, and we quickly became friends because I mean, anybody who meets Cindy Paul loves Cindy Paul. She's just a beautiful human being. Um, and so singing with her and getting to know her, um, and she lives up north, and so you know, I didn't get to see her too much. But then we started to chat, and um, you know, this the song, um, the, the song that I created, this blues song, it had been, you know, um, I've been singing it for the last, I don't know, close to two years. But I got to a place where I was like, you know, I really want to record this. Um, I really want to have a single come out. And she's like, you know, I really want to try producing. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is our time. And so we it kind of just started out with just kind of joking about it. And then we just like, you know, no, let's do this. Like, let's try it. And um, and so, you know, did all the COVID safe and and studio recording in my basement. And uh, and yeah, we made it happen. And I'm just uh, super grateful that she made the time and uh, took on the project because, um, you know, and as when you're learning a whole new craft, it's such a big learning curve. And so there's a lot of time and effort um, that goes into that. And so I'm just so appreciative for, for making that time and also introducing me to the studio players that are on the CD, the CD, the, the single. Um, it's not a CD yet. Um, and um, so the, we have the, the lead guitar. He's playing lead guitar, steel guitar and bass. Um, that's Gord Matthews. And she plays with Gord on a regular basis. And he's phenomenal. Like, I mean, he literally came in, listened to the song. He's like, yeah, no problem. Let's record. Boom. He was like done. And um, then we sent it off to a friend of hers, Jamie Cooper, who did the drums. And then um, she got help uh, with the final mix and mastering from uh, a young man. He's uh, he's only 21 years old. His name was Asani uh, Belkran. And he's in Winnipeg. He's a rapper. And he did the final mastering. So super cool that uh, we've got such a young man working on the song. So. Yeah, that's how it came together. That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing. So, so are you ready to sing your second song? I think I am. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it's really hot here today, and my this room is like really hot. Um, so just give me one second, and I'm gonna turn this thing on over here, and then turn my music on, and I'll be ready to go. Gotta walk that road, gotta walk that line. I remember when you were mine. I thought you loved me for all the time. But I lived in silence and I was wrong. 
Walk that line, ladies. Ooh, what an awesome <laughs> song! <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm so excited. 
That you know, so I awesome. sounded yeah. so cool. I was like, I love the blues. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, that's so good. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Uh, I think you have some of your cousins uh, tuning in. They're saying hi, oh, cousins. Hi, cousins. <laughs> Maybe they're my cousins. I don't know. They're <laughs> my, cousins too, my cousins. <laughs> Kim from Kansas is tuning in, giving you a heart. Jennifer Ooh. Wood from Winnipeg said she's amazing. So great to see her people's journey. She's a role model. Kim from Kansas said, beautiful voice. Mary Graham from Winnipeg says, awesome. Kim just gave you three claps. A Facebook user, woohoo. So thank you so much for tuning in. So where, where can we find your music online? So uh, the song is going to be officially released on Saturday. So I'm having a single release party. If you want to join us, it'll be on Facebook. And so just go to Donita Large Music. And it'll be on Saturday at 7 o'clock Alberta time. So that's Mountain Standard Time. So if you'd like to, you know, come hang out with us, um, I'm going to be doing the first set. And then I've invited some amazing guests. Um, I've got Zachary Willier, who's a fiddle player. He's a young man. He's amazing. Um, I've got my friend Stephen Bowers, uh, who's a folk artist, and he's phenomenal. And we also got Cindy Paul. And so a great night of just celebrating music together. So I hope you come and join us. And on Saturday, that's when the song will be ready for download on digital download, pretty much on, you know, the services that most platforms. So, yeah, all that information will be on Saturday. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy. Take a bucket last thing. Awesome. So do you have any parting words? Um, You know, I just, I guess. Um, something I've been thinking about today is just um, with everything that has been going on um, today and just the heaviness of the day that, um, you know, I was just thinking a lot about how, you know, when we're doing this alone, it's heavy, it's hard. But when we're doing this together and as a community, um, we lift each other up and, and, you know, it makes it bearable together. And we need each other. We need our circle. And so just lots of love to everybody. And uh, we need, you know, Need love from me? Just let me know. You want me to call you and sing to you? You know, I'll sing to you. <laughs> and just uh, so spreading nice. love about people. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome of you to, to offer that. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people. We all need that right now, and, and I'm really glad that you. You're my 82nd guest. You were. You weren't. Uh, you know, you 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 were number 82 for a reason, especially with the with the announcement of the 250 children that never made it home and and your beautiful song you shared with us today thank you so much for that and and i just want to say thank you for all the all, everyone tuning in today i want to tell everyone to stay safe stay healthy sanitize hand sanitize social distance wear your mask and and go get vaccinated our um, my next guest is the awesome dustin harding and thank you for tuning in tonight Tune in again next time when Rhonda interviews another up-and-coming Indigenous superstar, only on Indigenous Superstar.